What number is this, Chip? Episode 114. A look at Royal Flush. Julian Balance and Monkeys Around. Elmer Fudd sings Shades of Grey. Monkeys News. And more. Always more. <laughs> okay, don't, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm sure that's it. You're listening to Zilch, a monkey's podcast. Look, it's time for Zilch now, baby. Gonna have a ball. Look, it's time for Zilch now, baby. Hey, you can hear it all. Welcome back to Zilch, your podcast full of monkeys, all things monkeys. Here we are, folks. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, and today I'm joined by Christine Carlson-Wolf. Hi, Ken. Hi, everybody. Good to see you. Nice to have you here at Zilch headquarters, and it's great to be back behind the mic. We hope everybody's getting ready for all the cool stuff coming up in the monkeys world. We have some cool monkey news for everybody, so let's check it out. Christine, what's going on in the world of the monkeys? Well, there's a lot happening in the uh, days and weeks coming up here soon. Kind of going chronologically, uh, we have two separate screenings of Head uh, coming up. So first up on Thursday, April 26th, LACMA and the Los Angeles Film Festival will be screening Head at 7.30 p.m. at the Bing Theater. If you're in the L.A. area, you might want to check that out. Secondly, on May 30th at 7 p.m., Head will be screened at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. And because we've had a little bit of advance notice, I think that there is going to be a Zilch meetup. I know for sure that Sarah Clark and a few of our Zilchers in the area are going to at least attend the screening. And they are going to hand out some zilch buttons. So watch our Facebook page for more information as we approach that time. And uh, hopefully we will see a lot of Zilch Nation folks there. Very cool. This box is right now uh, composes our universe. Somebody yeah. have to be in the bottom. Well, I'm the tallest and the strongest. So you're in the bottom. I, oh, well. Peter, what are you doing? Hey, Peter, what's with this room? Yeah, what were you yelling outside? I couldn't hear you all the noise. Mm, but you'll listen now. Now that it's too late. And I saw that Ian Lee was posting some cool stuff, and Christian Nesmith as well, posting about an upcoming CD. What do you have for us on that? Well, Ian dropped by the Zilch Facebook page just not too long ago, teasing about the upcoming 7A release of the First National Band album. Here's what he said. I finished work. I put the CD of Michael Nesmith and First National Band Redux live at the Troubadour into the car CD player to listen for the first time. I'm realizing that this is the most important release 7A records have ever lined up. It's incredible. I got tears in my eyes, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Of course, I was at that show. I know what an incredible show it is. It was, and I know that Christian has been incredibly proud of the work that he's doing on the mixing and the editing, and uh, and so I'm very excited. I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited for all of these guys who have been involved with it. I think it uh, it's going to be something pretty special. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get it myself, and hopefully we'll be doing an episode 
all about that. We love it whenever 7A puts out an album. It's just, it's 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 always something that fans will love because it's by fans for fans, 100%. So excellent stuff. Great packaging. Can't say enough good about 7A and their releases. They do a, a stellar job on everything that they've released so far. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now I saw where Jody Ritson had posted that Mike would be doing a paperback version of the book Infinite Tuesday, and it's been selling like hotcakes. Yeah, has it ever? I think I saw not too recent, not too long ago, that uh, she said they had to reprint it like three times because the orders just kept coming in. So, uh, so that's pretty tremendous. Now I'm not saying that the book's not selling well, but Seriously, do do hotcakes really sell that well? <laughs> Quick, got IHOP on the phone. I, I mean, it's pancakes and, and hotcakes are the same thing, right? I always thought they were. I mean, I, I've never noticed any, you know, difference, but uh, maybe it was the way uh, Ava Gabor cooked them. I don't know. <laughs> Those really were hotcakes. Yeah, well, well, he was probably just glad they were warm. Because she didn't seem to be all that good of a cook on Green Acres. So. <laughs> and when he's not selling paperback versions of Infinite Tuesday, I see that Michael Nesmith will be attending the upcoming Steel City Comic Con. Yeah, Steel City Comic Con uh, posted on their f Facebook page and their website that uh, we are very happy he's chosen our event as his one and only convention appearance this year. And you will not want to miss out this opportunity. They do have some special discount ticket offers that are now available. Um, you can go to steelcitycon.com slash buy hyphen tickets to get yours. And you can go to steelcitycon.com for all the information and um, that looks like it'll be a fun thing. Last year, I, I, he was at one, and, and he met up with Iron Man, and they struck the pose, and that was very cool. So I know, I know Michael really enjoys these Comic-Cons, um, so it, it'll be fun to see him playing and enjoying himself, himself there this year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I also love that he got to hang out not only with Iron Man, but with Data from Star Trek The Next Generation. And it's weird because they both looked oddly similar in their appearance. <laughs> You're right. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. The Steel City Con is happening in Monroeville on August 10th through 12th. Get your tickets today. Monroeville. You got to watch out for zombies there. That's where it all happens. <laughs> the Monroeville Mall. That, uh, that's where they filmed the sequel to Night of Living Dead is the Monroeville Mall. Uh -huh. Yeah. Dawn yeah. of the Dead? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, the joys of living in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Play ball! I also understand that Mickey's going to be singing the national anthem at the Phillies game on July 1st, so that's pretty cool. Play ball, huh? Right. That will be cool. And uh, I think that the ticket sales are pretty brisk for that game already. Uh, but if you are possibly in the uh, Philadelphia area for Independence Weekend, that's a kickoff, uh, you can take in the game and take in Mickey singing. And that's going to be right after he has come off of the road for a month with 
Mike Nesmith, of course, they're hitting the road in the month of June for the Monkees Present the Mike and Mickey Show. Uh, that's kicking off June 1st in Chandler, Arizona, and wrapping up June 25th in Red Bank, New Jersey. Uh, there are a lot of dates in between there in that whole month. It's a pretty full month, and I know for personally that there will be buttons available at many of the shows. So if you are going to attend a show, look for some zilch buttons. I'm going to be at the Denver show on June 12th, so look for me. But I have my button representatives pretty much uh, across the country for the other shows, so I hope you can grab one. Uh-huh. This next thing, I cannot say enough good about this product. But have you heard the Davy Jones Equine Memorial Fund has a couple of hot new items for sale? And Christine, you know I'm like gaga over this. Oh, me too. Yeah, and, and to say that like you're nuts over beach towels is kind of weird, <laughs> but it's true. I ordered this beach towel and it's got the art of pisces aquarius capricorns and jones and head it kind of is a mashup of the two things right mm-hmm. yep yep i was gonna say so the the flowers from pisces are kind of the border of the whole towel and then uh, a watery blue background with the outlines of the four monkeys swimming as they were in the water in head yeah, it's it's very psycho jello. <laughs> the colors, the colors. <laughs> exactly. It's it's beautiful. And not only is it beautiful, but the thing is huge. This towel is huge. It is. And it's, it's soft. Yeah. It, and it's plush. one of those Yeah, absolutely. It's very plush. You could put this on your couch or hang it on a wall even, but I just snuggle up in it. I'm gonna snuggle up it and, and watch the the monkeys TV show. I did that the other day when it came to my office. I I hid under my desk and had a little nap time with my security blanket. Yeah. It was a bad day at work. <laughs> <laughs> DJ EMF to the rescue. <laughs> yeah. So Christine, where can people get a hold of this wonderful Pisces meets head blanket? Uh, blanket. Well, it's almost as big as a blanket, but it's a super big beach towel. Where can people get a hold of this monkeys themed? beach towel and help out Davy's herd at the same time. You can find it on their website at have you heard that's herd h e r d like the horses have you heard.org. Mhm. And they have all sorts of cool things there. They've they've got the beach towel, they have some Pisces flowered flip-flops as well that can coordinate with your new beach towel. And they have T-shirts and posters, and you can donate to the herd directly there. So check them out. Yeah, I posted a picture of a lady holding the towel, and I said, I, I, I just ordered one of these. And someone said, what, the, the woman or the towel? But um bumps But um bumps Isn't that dumb? It looks beautiful, and the colors are very striking. And the pictures do not do it justice, or just us. No, but they do pool it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I saw where uh, Jane Knight put her copy of Pull It on her copy of The Towel, and it kind of yeah, all that was, fit together, right? It all kind yeah, of that, that was great. That was that was perfect. Yep. It all makes sense in in the monkeys world. Remember a heart for Zach, he a young man who's uh, who's been part of our zilch story here. Monkey man Zach, yes. Yeah, monkey man Zach. Well, there was a bit of sad news. It was announced that Zach's dad, Clarence Mortensen, recently passed away uh, from hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, 
which is the same condition that Zach had before his transplant. So that's that's a big loss for that family. Felt very deeply, and and you know we extend our condolences here from all of us at Zilch. If you are at all familiar with his story, with Zach's story, you may know that they have a Facebook page, A Heart for Zach. You can go to A Heart for Zach on Facebook. That's their Facebook page. We'll link it in the show notes as well. But um, um, you can express your condolences directly to the family there. Um, The Mortensen family is definitely in our thoughts and prayers here at Zilch. Absolutely. Sending love from from all of us to all of you. Absolutely. So today on Zilch, we have a a little cornucopia of monkey's coolness that we have to bring for you. We have Zilch contributor Bronwyn Knox. Now, as you know, Christine, she writes a blog called Monkeys vs. Machine. Yep. And That's a great blog. Yeah, it is. It's one of our favorites, one of our favorite sites around the web, so you can check out cool stuff about the monkeys. And... She takes a look at every Monkeys TV show and writes about them, and it's always interesting to, to, to hear what she comes up with. And so without further ado, here is Bronwyn Knox from Monkeys vs. Machine with her take on the first episode of The Monkeys that aired, Royal Flush. The Monkeys, brought to you by Kellogg's. everyone, this is Bronwyn Knox, author of the Monkeys vs. Machine Recaps, here to read my recap of the Season 1's first episode, Royal Flush. You can find all my recaps of the entire series at blissville.net or blissvillepodcast.wordpress.com. The Monkeys television show debuted over 50 years ago, and in honor of that 50th anniversary, I decided to write about each episode of this amazing show that still makes me laugh as much now as it did when I was a tot. Royal Flush, written by... Robert Schlitt and Peter Meyerson first aired September 12, 1966 on NBC. It was the third episode shot and the first one directed by James Frawley, who went on to direct 32 of the 58 Monkeys episode. Frawley won an Emmy for Royal Flush, outstanding directorial achievement in a comedy series 1966-67. He worked with the Monkeys for a few months before the show started filming in order to develop the spontaneous improvisational style that defined the Monkeys' humor. The story begins, as many of these episodes do, with the romantic British pop star character Davy Jones falling for a pretty girl. In this case, it was Princess Bettina, played by the lovely Catherine Walsh. Davy saves Bettina from drowning and then meets the first of many monkeys' bad guys. Her uncle, the Archduke Otto, played by Theodore Marcuse, and his bodyguard Sigmund, played by Vincent Beck. Otto and Sigmund clearly want to eliminate Bettina and possibly Davy as well. The character actors playing the bad guys were really funny. I never appreciated the guest actors enough when I was watching this as a kid. After the opening theme, we see the first shots of the monkey's beach house and hear the harpsichord version of the monkey's theme composed by Stu Phillips. Inside the house, we see the famous monkey's decor. This is also our first shots of the rest of the monkeys, Mike, Peter, and Mickey. Mike talks about their lack of jobs and money, setting up a central show premise. Mickey helps Davy track down Bettina from an article in the newspaper. 
Suddenly, the monkeys go into the first ever shared fantasy sketch on the show, as they plot to break into the hotel where Botina is staying, as though it were a military invasion. They're all in army fatigues, and Mickey's got his British military voice on as he leads them through the plan. Attention! We hit the beach at L-700. It is now L-631. Synchronize your watches, please. We'll infiltrate the compound on the cup of daylight. And set up an observation post here. Here, in the room next door, which will serve as a jumping off point to our primary objective, the Royal Suite. Are there any Yes, sir. How do we get into the adjoining room? Very quietly. The monkeys arrive at the rich, swank hotel in their individually styled gray suits, which we see quite a bit in other first season episodes. These hotel scenes are the best part of the episode, with the monkeys doing what they do best, using their wits to calm their way into or out of trouble. They convince the maid to leave so they can freely spy on Otto and Sigmund, whose dastardly plans they get on tape. Then Mickey impersonates a throne salesman and calls Otto and Sigmund to the room. Mickey dazzles them with his spiel and appeals to Otto's vanity with Peter and Mike who ably assist in the con. But now I must go. Wait, uh, wait. Wait, the special. The special. Mm-hmm. The 309. The 309. <laughs> the 309. Fit for a king. It captures your ruthless ambition, your cruel determination. This throne is designed for men who dare to be called tyrants. We call it the Usurper! (laughs) Davy, meanwhile, sneaks off to warn Bettina that Otto wants to get rid of her before she officially becomes queen that night at midnight so he can take her crown. It takes a while to convince her because Davy sucks at operating tape recorders. Once he finally gets Bettina to believe him, they all sneak out of the hotel together. Peter stops to steal the towels, and as he does, the first of the monkeys on screen captions read, Everybody does it. Next, we get the monkeys' first romp to the tune, This Just Doesn't Seem to Be My Day, by Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart. There are some very funny moments with Mickey evading Sigmund while Bettina and Davy frolic on the beach. At one point, Mickey jumps into Sigmund's arms, mimicking Bettina's romantic leap with Davy. In another great sight gag, Peter digs a hole. And as he goes along, progressively sillier signs warn, Danger, hole started. Watch out, half hole. Culminating with, Caution, hole, hole. Well, I guess you have to kind of see that to believe it. Sigmund, of course, falls right into the hole. This episode was also the first to use the guitar iris transition between scenes. This was used in a handful of episodes in the first season and sort of mimics the Batman swirling bat symbol transition. It's basically a bright-colored guitar that moves toward the screen and brings in the next scene. Outside the monkey's house, we see the the keep-off-the-grass sign for the first time. Sigmund is lurking on their lawn, and he exchanges get-smart-style passwords with a Don Adams sound-alike over the phone. That voice was provided by director James Frawley. Ripen in the spring, especially when it is raining. 
Hello? Especially when it's an Amy. What number is this, please? Klondike 8617 Later, the monkeys tie up Sigmund and try to escape, but he easily escapes the ropes and magically pops in front of the door to block the way. Here you can catch Mickey's fourth wall breaking look to the camera to tell us he's fast. Just in time, the safe finally falls and the monkeys split. At the birthday reception, Otto sees the monkeys and tries to abscond with Bettina. Bold little Davy jumps in front of him, and they have a duel to the song Take a Giant Step, again by Goffin and King, and the duel is complete with Errol Flynn-style costume changes. There's more of those on-screen captions during the fight, such as We can't go on meeting like this, and It always worked for Errol Flynn. There's also this great sight gag in the background, with a couple of party guests, a man and a woman, who are feeding each other sensuously with their hands. And it just gets progressively crazier, as they even start eating the plates. Otto corners Davy and is about to go in for the kill. But Peter has called the time, and the voice announces that it's officially midnight. Remember before the days of cell phones and digital cable boxes, you could call for the time if you wanted to set your watch? As Bettina's first official act as queen, she has Otto arrested. It's the first of many happy endings. Wait! Listen to this! When you hear the towel, the time will be 12 midnight. Arrest that man! I ordered as your queen. In the tag sequence, the monkeys go back to the hotel room and run into the maid again, who now owns the hotel. There's an interview sequence tacked on because the show is one minute short. There were around 10 or so interview segments added to the end of the shows throughout the series. In the interview, Peter mentions that Davy's too short to do a fencing scene. This begins the running gag about Davy's height. Monkeys, monkeys, uh, the show's over, but we've got one problem. We're one minute short. Hi there, America. <laughs> Tell me, uh, Mike, what did you think of the show you just did? I thought it was one minute short. <laughs> really? Mickey, will you give me an intelligent hey, answer, man. please? This is I'm, very important. I'm reading next week's script, and I'm going to try to save it. Peter, sure. what did you think about it, hey? Well, I thought it was all right except for the dueling scene. What are you talking about? The fencing scene was great. None of you could have done it. Fencing scene? Great! Davy's, you know, short, and I could have done it better. He's always picking on me because I'm small. He's not short. Stand up, Davy, and show my tell you. I am standing up. Fellas, wait, wait, listen to me, all of you. What I want to know is one thing, seriously now. That's two what, things. What, what do you really want this show to do for you? I want to go home. What are you going to do when you get home? I'm going to feed my dog. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to set my hair. <laughs> Why do you ask stuff like this, really? I mean, success and stuff like that. Why don't you ask us stuff like, uh, what time is it? What time is it, man? Uh, it's time to go, man. I love watching the monkeys trick the bad guys with their logic-defying Marx Brothers-style antics. Many of my favorite gags originated in this episode, such as breaking the fourth wall by looking at the camera, the on-screen captions, and the fast motion scrambling around. But for my final thought, I did wonder why they chose this particular episode as the debut, since the story has nothing to do with the central premise of the monkeys as a struggling rock group. It's barely even referred to, which surprised me because this is supposed to be about a band, right? If you'd like to read this or the rest of my recaps, you can find them at Blissville Podcast 
www.wordpress.com or blissville.net. And now, back to Zilch. Thank you, Bronwyn Knox. That was fantastic, and glad you were part of the Zilch family. For a TV show about a band, this episode doesn't seem to really talk too much about that, right? Right. Um, in fact, I was thinking about it, and other than the opening credits, the only reference to them being a band at all is almost a throwaway line. It's the very first line after the credits where Mike says, the cupboard's bare and it's not about to get any fuller unless we play a gig. Between seeing them on stage playing during the opening credits and that one line, you wouldn't know that these guys pick up an instrument. Right. So why do you think that this one was chosen to be the first episode over others? You know, I, I really don't understand it because really they could have person watching this not really putting it all together might have thought that these guys just are con men that sell footstools. <laughs> yes, the the footstools that are tufted and cunningly sculpted into the form of a servile flatterer. <laughs> <laughs> my one of my favorite lines and scenes of the whole series. <laughs> that and the whole hole and the half a hole that Peter's digging in the <laughs> Yeah. Love that. <laughs> In the romp. Well, okay, so the question is why this one? I, I mean, you know, of course, there's there's the pragmatic side of, well, of the ones that they had filmed and shot and finished. But I think that this one really was a good example of the tone of the whole series, right? It was very... They paid homage to the classics a lot. Classics like Saturday Morning Cartoons and The Three Stooges. And the Marx Brothers, right? All of they borrowed heavily from those influences, and uh, it was very, it was very different. It sure, I think it sure set them apart from from everything else that was on the air at the time. Mm-hmm. Jim Frawley, I've heard him mention that Groucho Marx himself actually watched that show all the time and really loved the Monkees. That's a pretty cool thing to think about, right? Yeah, that's that's very high praise indeed. That's that's fantastic. You know, the, there's one part of this episode that, that I always thought was kind of weird. Like, again, just imagine this is the first time you're, you're seeing them. <laughs> yeah, just one. But but just imagine you're watching the monkeys for the first time. Click on the show. And, and all, everything that, that happens in it with all the quick cuts and everything. But then there's that scene where they're given the stink eye. To the bad guys? Do you know the one I'm talking about? Where they freeze on each one of their faces? Yes. These guys look like crime fighters. Like, like you could take those shots and put, like, Mickey Dolan's drummer. (laughs) You know, (laughs) they look all intense and everything. It's it's a bit maybe, of a trip. maybe that was an un, un an unedited or I'm sorry an unaired version of the opening credits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could you could like recut that to make it look like an action show. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Always love to watch the monkeys. I go over every Saturday to see her. The day's already planned. She says to me. From this fantasy, no one can ever free her Well, I wish that it was me she'd rather see 
She just wants to stay inside and watch the monkeys And in front of her TV she's going to stay But every time they monkey around well, That girl just puts me down But I've got to win her loving anyway Hey, hey, hey She's got pictures on the wall from floor to ceiling Spends her babysitting bread on Tiger Beat I wish it was me that swept her off her feet She just wants to stay inside and watch the monkeys And in front of her TV she's going to stay And every time they monkey around That girl just puts me down But I've gotta win her loving anyway But in her fantasy she's happy Every time they monkey around, that girl just puts me down. But I've gotta win her loving anyway. Hey, hey, hey. Fellow Zilch fans, this is Dr. Roseanne Welch, author of Why the Monkeys Matter, Teenagers, Television, and American Pop Culture, a book about the enduring significance of the monkeys as a groundbreaking television program, one that introduced audiences to new ideas of political ideology and new concepts of class and feminist theory, a program that challenged the rules of a new medium and paved the way for future innovation. Why the Monkeys Matter highlights the artistic achievements of the show's writers, actors, directors, and other artists, and celebrates all that the monkeys mean to television, to American popular culture, and to us, the fans. Why the Monkeys Matter is available in print and for Kindle, Apple iBooks, and Nook from your favorite bookseller. Find out more at RoseanneWelch.com. R-O-S-A-N-N-E-W-E-L-C-H.com. Christine, every so often, sometimes somebody will come on the Facebook page and say, are there any other Monkees fans my age? And sometimes those people are 60, and sometimes they're 16. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And one of the cool things about the Monkees is their appeal to people of all ages. And today we cross paths with a gentleman by the name of Julian Balenson. Julian's going to perform a cover of Mary Mary, and talk about kind of how much he loves the music from that time. And, and not only the music from that time, but the styles. And You've actually seen this guy on YouTube, right? I have, yeah. He's extremely talented. I mean, like, wow, very impressively talented. Yeah. So without further ado, let's sit down with Julian Balenson as he talks music and the monkeys.
Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the Zilch Hotline, Julian, please introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. My name is Julian Balenson. I'm a 21-year-old musician, singer-songwriter bloke from uh, Southern California. You're a bloke from California, are you? Oh, you know, it's good, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it is. I found you via YouTube, and you have some amazing music that you do. Oh, and thank you. You seem to be able to play everything from drums, guitar, keyboards, bass, even a sitar. Yes, I was taking a, a college class on sitar last uh, term and learned just enough to play Norwegian wood. There you go. Mom, I want to go to college so I can learn how to play Norwegian wood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else am I going to do there, really? Yeah. <laughs> so you're 21, and I look at you as a fairly young fellow, right? And uh, you've done a really cool cover of the Monkees' Mary Mary. Thank you. You know, sometimes I look at the Monkees' fandom, and we've got people who were there from the first TV episode to the first 45 right on up to today so it's it's a it's a fandom made up of many ages and different types of people but i have to ask you how did you get into the music of the 60s pop and rock music because that seems to be where you really specialize in um that was just kind of immersion essentially from the time of birth as best i can tell that's most of what i've been listening to my entire life you know there's a little bit of of 90s and what have you in there mm -hmm. but really you know i was raised listening to the beatles and the birds and tom petty for the most part and jangly guitars and all of that yes and uh you know bits of like the kinks and the who and the smithereens and all that. So how did you get into the monkeys? That I, I actually remember I was in a restaurant with my parents and I was maybe, Oh God, how old, I was, I was maybe like 10 and last train to Clarksville came on the radio and I didn't, I didn't actually know the song and my parents were like, Oh, it's the monkeys. It's, you know, haven't haven't you heard any monkeys before? And I was like, no, not really. So we went home and we rented the show on Netflix. So we started getting DVDs of the monkeys, and I loved the show. It's really infectious. It, it is great energy, wonderful comedy. Yeah, and, you know, I just thought it was fun, and I really liked the music. And, you know, I was aware, even as a little kid, that it was like, yeah, you know, the band was put together for the show and they weren't allowed to play their instruments at first. Like, I'd seen the Simpsons joke where yeah. it's, you know, like the early or the mid 60s and Marge is going to, to school. She has her little lunchbox and the kid goes, oh, you like the monkeys? That's not even Mike Nesmith's real hat. <laughs> So it was the the music that first grabbed you. Yeah, it was it was the music, and then in conjunction with the show, which was just you know fun. Absolutely. Did you have a favorite episode? You know, you mentioned that you rented the series. Did you have a favorite episode? Oh, let me see. I don't remember how I felt about the episodes so much at that time. I re I started rewatching the show. Um, maybe a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. 
that was when I remembered more of the episodes. I think, let's see, what are well, the Frodis caper is great because it's just weird mm-hmm. and sort of disturbing. I like the uh, the the storybook episode. Probably one of my favorite moments is Mike as the princess. Yes. <laughs> when he's, you know, he's going, ah, yes, man, if you don't get me out of here, you're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, fairy tale is a, is a big classic beloved by fans everywhere. Way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. Yeah. Do you think that it still holds up as a younger person? Do you think that the Monkees TV show still holds up? I think it does, and I think it will appeal because it is, you know, it's a lot of the writing, sort of the plot lines were standard TV plot lines. You know, they were they were very formulaic, and what made it funny was the personalities and the, you know, like the one-liners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you, a lot of people my age would watch something like that and sort of acknowledge the cliche and go, yeah, but that's kind of part of the charm of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes, like, for example, the monkeys did a spy type episode, right? And what yeah. a lot of people don't realize is they were actually lampooning other TV shows at the time that were doing the spy episodes, right? Yeah. So it, it was just kind of a, a big parody of everything. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was almost like Saturday Night Live in the sense that, you know, you're parroting a certain thing. So, yeah, it, it's almost like uh, a spy episode removed three times because they've used the same jokes and other things and they're lampooning those jokes. So, yeah, 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 it's very cool. So you have a YouTube channel and mm-hmm. you focus primarily on the music, but also the fashion. So. We're going to tie that into all of this by mentioning that you do a video for Mary Mary. Yes. And not only do you play all the instruments and do all the vocals, but you also dress in those fancy eight-button shirts. Ah, yeah. (laughs) And you wear a wool hat. Yes. So the story behind those, this was, let's see, that video was made... Back that was early 2016, so I was I was still not quite like 19 at that point. Wow! I'd been listening to a whole lot of the monkeys. It was sometime during that age 18 period where I started listening to a ton of the monkeys, and I think it was that Christmas that I got the um, the Monkey Mania CD set that I mm. kept in my car for a long time. The it was around that time that I I'd started looking into a lot more vintage fashion kind of stuff. And I said, I want some monkeys clothes and I wanted the shirts. There are people on, I think Etsy who custom make recreations of the monkeys shirts, but they're very expensive. Mm-hmm. And that one that I'm wearing in the video was a really lucky find on eBay. And I think it's actually supposed to be like a light jacket. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of wore it over a T-shirt and tucked it into my pants. <laughs> but it was it was a strange. I've never found another one like that. It's really unusual, and I don't know, I don't know why one fashion company randomly decided to make something that looks like the monkey's shirt. But I'm glad they did. 
because it works for this video. So, yeah. Julian, uh, let's introduce you playing all the instruments, doing all the vocals, and wearing uh, the monkey's gear. Let's take it away. Julian Balenson with Mary Mary. today will be clicking over to YouTube where they can watch the actual video where you do there's there's four of you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, there was a there was a yeah one at one point one of my dad's best friends his son named the four different personalities from those videos that I do mm. they were all they were split it was Jay Ewell Lee and Ian ah. so you've got your own band made up of you four distinct personalities of you yeah, I'm quadrophrenic, man. There you go. So where can people find you on YouTube? I am on YouTube under the name Classic Rock Kid. I'm just past 2,100 subscribers, and uh, I've got a whole lot of videos up, a whole lot more that need to come out, and I do live streaming periodically. Mm -hmm. It's fun to, to watch you do those because you never know what you're going to hear. <laughs> Thank you. I'm also on Bandcamp for anyone who's interested under the classic rock kid Julian Balenson, and I have two original EPs up. Let's let's play something original by you. What would you like to uh, to play for the folks? Hmm, I think a good choice maybe uh, "Never Come Back," which is the first song off of the presenting Julian Balenson EP. Very good. So here we are with "Never Come Back," Julian Balenson.
great I, I love how you are you know all of your music is steeped in that jangly guitar sound era you know what i mean it's just fantastic i love how it sounds thank you now if if people that are listening to zilch could vote on a monkey song for you to play would you do it yeah i'd do it so so we're throwing it out there right julian we're, we're going to throw it out to the listeners if you have one song you would like to hear julian balenson Play, which one would it be and he'll do a video and do a song of it uh, he'll record a video and an audio track of it and we will play it here so let us know what song you would like to hear julian balanson play do you do you have any favorite monkeys tracks that you'd like to do oh uh, my favorites you told me is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Door into Summer, Porpoise Song, the Nesmith vocal version of Girl That I Knew Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I love, besides you doing the really cool videos with the uh, <laughs> with the with the different cameras and all that, so you fill up the screen with you multiple times, uh, <laughs> is I love your version of the Beatles' Rain. Ah, thank and you. I also love the fact that you take care to make sure that you get the matching sunglasses from the paperback writer video <laughs> from Twickingham. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I had – that was a, during a period when I was collecting sunglasses, and I made a point of, well, you know, I can do rain because I got all the right shades for it. Yeah, so. yeah and it's a great performance, and you look really cool doing it. And like I said, it takes a Beatle nerd like me to, to pick up on the fact that you're actually using the same kinds of eyewear that the Beatles were using. Yeah. 
Well, thank you. How do you afford all those Rickenbackers, man? Well, the 370 12-string McGuinn guitar, that was my high school graduation present. But the the Rickenbacker bass that has been appearing in my newest videos, I got that in September, and that was the payoff from my summer job. Well, let's check out Julian Balanson with Rain. Ready? Ready. I love that. It's just a fantastic song. I, you know, you're a hell of a drummer, brother. <laughs> Thank you. So, where do you see this going? Do you, 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 you're so talented. You have so much talent, and you got a great voice, a great look. Where do you see this all going? What would you like to do? I mean, I just like to keep growing the channel and releasing original music, and just sort of continuing to do what i love nothing wrong with that i, I want to thank you for help keeping some of that music alive man because uh, you do some great covers and great interpretations of some things and it, it it 
I was glad when I found you because you've uh, you, you you've entertained my family. <laughs> well, thank you. Whether they like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> you always are dressed in the cool mod clothes, and you're always up to something. So we want to encourage people to find you on YouTube. Where where can they find you again? Under the channel Classic Rock Kid. Very good. So do a search on YouTube for Classic Rock Kid. We will have links in the show notes. And uh, we'll be putting the video on our Facebook page as well. And where can they find you on Bandcamp? On Bandcamp, I am listed under Julian Balenson, the Classic Rock Kid. If you search either Julian Balenson or Classic Rock Kid, it's going to come up in the first few Google results, usually. Very good. Well, it's nice to meet such a, a, a cool... You ever notice when you watch clips from the 60s, whenever they'd have a group on Ed Sullivan or one of these shows, they'd always say, well, we'd like to thank you for being on. You were so nice and such a nice person. And like, like it was, it, it wasn't enough that they were good musical performers. They had to point out yeah. how good and clean and wholesome they were. But so we too wanna, bad. I'm none of those things. Exactly. So but we want to thank you for being so mod. Ah, and uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and a rocker at the same time. Uh, no, I'm a mocha. Yeah, Mocker. See, I set you right up for that. So we will see you on a future episode of Zilch, and maybe folks can pick a song that they'd like you to cover and do a video of. All right. Awesome. Excellent. Well, thank you for being on Zilch today. We'll see you soon, Julian. Thank you. And how fitting that that ended with him singing Rain, one of my favorite Beatles songs. So... It's kind of cool, and things are kind of hippie and trippy, and and I've got my towel from the DJEMF, <laughs> and it's kind of trippy too. Very very hippie, Sergeant Peppery kind of monkeyish, kind of groovy man. You know, it's just I, groovy. It's groovy. It's gear. It's gear. <laughs> I might have to buy a second towel and cut a hole in the middle of it so that it can be a poncho. Oh, that won't look good. I'm short. It will be a full-length dress. <laughs> short girl problems, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can't lock me up like an animal. I know why he's doing it. It's because I'm short. That's why. I'm short. That's... Hi, this is Mickey Dolan's of the Monkeys, and you're listening to Zilch. The Monkeys, the complete series. All 58 episodes, newly remastered in stunning HD from the original negatives for the very first time. Plus the 1969 TV special 33 and a third revolutions per monkey. Bonus material includes commentaries from all four monkeys, original Kellogg's monkeys commercials, and more. The 1968 monkeys film, Head in HD with never-before-seen outtakes. Unique packaging including a 7-inch single featuring Star Collector back with Going Down in unique TV mono mixes. This collection is strictly limited to 10,000 individually numbered box sets. And once those are sold out, this edition and the bonus disc will never be available again. Everything you loved about the monkeys on TV, it's yours in high def on Blu-ray. Now, the monkeys, the complete series. Go to rhino.com or themonkeystore.warnermusic.com. The monkeys, the complete TV series on Blu-ray. Up next on our monkeys cornucopia of coolness. I think we need some music.
All right, well, you asked for it. By special request, we got an email saying, you all played some guy doing an imitation of Bugs, Daffy, and Elmer singing Shades of Grey. Would you please play that again? Why, of course we would. And the fellow who's doing this is our own David Ghosty Wills. Ghosty Timmers, the, the one and the only. And uh, we all put our heads together and thought, wouldn't it be something if Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and Elmer Fudd sang their own version of Shades of Grey? So without further ado, Maestro? Duck season! Rabbit thiefin'! Duck season! Rabbit thiefin'! Wabbit season! Duck thiefin'! Wabbit season! Duck thiefin'! When the world and I were young, just yesterday, life was such a simple game a child could play. It's worth easier than to tell right from wrong, easy than to tell weak from strong. When a duck should stand and fight Or just go along But today there is no day or night Today there is no dark or light Today there is no black or white Only shades of gray I remember when the answer seemed so clear We had never lived without or tasted fear It's worth even to tell the truth from life Selling out from compromise Who to love and who to hate The foolish from the white But today there is no day or night Today there is no dark or light Today there is no black or white Only shades of gray Shades of Grey. Is he crying? So there you go. You either love that or hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Only Shades of Grey. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Makes me laugh every time. He's very talented. Fantastic stuff. Thank you, Ghosty. Wonderful as always. Yeah, we love you, Ghosty. Yeah, very much so. Great guy. Great, a great talent. Just uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to thank you for spending some time with us today here on Zilch, and we hope to get back into the album roundtables. We have a few of them already recorded, and the Zilch gang will be back before you know it. So while we wait for the New CD from Ian Lee and Glenn Gretlin over at 7A. Don't forget to pick up the new Peter Tork CD. Relax your mind. Yes. An excellent CD. 
Yeah. And you can listen to those while you are buying the new DJ EMF Groovy Towel, right? You can get that towel and some flip-flops to be ready for summer. And, and you can also get tickets to see The Monkees Present with Mike and Mickey. So always something going on in the world of monkeys, and it's very cool. Who would have thought in 2018 we'd all be going this strong? So thank you for being part of this show. Thank you for being part of the Zilch Facebook page, and find us on Twitter. And now on Google Play, you can find Zilch on Google Play as well. So iTunes, Google Play, uh, the Blogspot, we're all over the place. That's awesome. Zilch. Zilch. And that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members, past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Burke. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around.